0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Southern California weather. Maybe you can hear it in the background right now. (laughs) My interview with Arrive Homes Matt Pettit on down payment assistance programs and the push for more affordable housing. And why would rates go down? Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, PHH Mortgage. For over 30 years, PHH Mortgage has provided industry-leading mortgage services and helped countless home buyers and homeowners find financing solutions to meet their needs. The reputation is based on building and maintaining relationships that last long after you get the keys to your home or complete your refinance. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current mortgage, PHH Mortgage offers a wide variety of loan options, including conventional, VA, and FHA. Learn more at phhmortgage.com. For those attending the Western Secondary, remember, it never rains in Southern California. Except for now. <laughs> Dare I say, every honest person in our business is happy when this happens. But here's one person who won't be seeing Southern California anytime soon. Daniela Randon. 31 years old, who was a Miami real estate broker, but was sentenced to three and a half years in prison for stealing $381,000 in COVID relief funds. Wire fraud, money laundering, and identity theft were also on her rap sheet. Randon probably won't care too much about what the Federal Reserve does while she's working in the laundry room or serving up oatmeal. But the Fed will probably restate, through Chairperson Powell speaking at the end of the week at the Jackson Hole Symposium... It's intent to keep interest rates high for an extended period to make sure inflation does not flare up again. In other legal and compliance news, Freedom Mortgage's RESPA consent order with the CFPB is getting some attention. For the link to that story, as well as the latest employment offerings, lender and vendor products and services, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show, Arrive Home's Matt Pettit, to talk about down payment assistance programs and the push for more affordable housing. He's the chief executive officer and co-founder for Arrive Home, a national affordable housing program that provides down payment assistance offerings and alternative credit solutions to underserved and minority communities. He has over two decades of experience in the mortgage and fintech industry, spending most of his career in leadership roles. He's committed to increasing home ownership opportunities by utilizing carefully crafted quality programs that bridge innovative market solutions with easy-to-use software.
1: This down payment assistance topic is, is a hot topic. I feel like I'm, I'm talking about it with, with everybody, and uh, you're you're a great resource to go to, so I'm happy to have you on the show. I want to start by asking you, if there's one thing you'd like originators to know about down payment assistance, what is it?
2: One of the big misconceptions that we have down payment assistance when it comes to originators is its ease of use. Um, there are so many options out there with state and local bonds, HFAs, uh, other national down payment assistance programs. And the misconception that we, we seem to be battling is what is the ease of use? And that's really when we came together a year ago um, with the Ride Home team, we wanted to build a product that was tailored for originators. And it, that's going to be, we want to provide. Uh, a program for AMI, higher income individuals that aren't able to save in these in these markets where your rent is climbing higher than you can save for a mortgage. We wanted to offer a larger credit box to give the home ownership possibility to those individuals that may be uh, good borrowers, but their credit just doesn't meet the traditional financing, uh, typically with a higher 5 FICO score. Um, and then also just the speed. When it comes to closings, uh, the speed and getting these loans purchased and making them ease of use is a big focus. Um, when we work with our originators or our correspondent partners, we want to listen to their needs. And we want to make sure that this is an easy, seamless process for them. So that so they can get comfortable utilizing a program and uh, grow to depend on that program.
1: I think it is a much easier and, and more seamless process than people give it credit for, uh, which which is good to hear you say that. So from the borrower side of things, can you explain the various options? When it comes to down payment assistance, what are the different products or or offerings out there for people?
2: Yeah, so our at-home team, we've got our traditional DPA products. And when I say traditional DPA products, um, we're always going to be looking for new opportunities. And so our traditional products um, are our down payment assistance programs. And those are uh, for FHA borrowers. And we have two options. We've got a soft, uh, forgivable second. And when I say forgivable, that is forgivable after the borrower makes 36 consecutive on-time payments to the first. And so it's not just forgiven over a period of time. They they actively have to uh, be making those on-time payments to the first to get that forgiven. But our most popular option right now, just with where the economics are when it comes to the bond market and uh, yield spread premiums that are being paid right now, is our repayable second. And our repayable second is for anybody is wanting to get into a home. They have money that is saved. They've worked hard to save that money. And with our repayable option, it allows them to be able to close that gap, keep some money in the bank. And then these are individuals that have uh, rental history. They've got the income to show that they'll be able to pay that back. It allows them to get a slightly lower interest rate um, getting into the home. And that repayable option is a 10-year term. They can prepay it at any time without any penalty. And so with our FHA offering, we feel that we can cover borrowers that have their higher income earners, um, our AMI. Qualification is if you're making under 160% AMI, you're eligible for a soft second or the forgivable option. If you're over 160 AMI, doesn't matter how high you are over that, you still have an option to be able to qualify for down payment assistance because there's areas in the country where rents are extremely high, incomes are high, but you just can't catch up and make up that gap. And so those borrowers that are making money, they still do uh, benefit from receiving a down payment assistance option that's going to help them achieve home ownership.
1: Yeah it certainly in a lot of cases is a is seems like a no brainer where it's oh I get this forgivable loan uh maybe in some borrowers minds it's too good to be true almost and so that's a point of reluctance from from your perspective what are the biggest points of reluctance for borrowers
2: I think it's just the typical uneducation as far as what options are out there um having that education in the background as far as uh down payment assistance is not just for a certain demographic or a certain FICO score that uh, can benefit from this. Again, we've wanted to build a product here that benefits uh, all across the country, uh, every state, every community. We want to be able to make homeownership uh, a dream for all borrowers and uh, all locations. And so we see some reluctance as far as, well, I'm told I have to save for my down payment. I'm told that there's all of these... Uh, stereotypes when it comes to purchasing a home. And we wanted to take that away because one of the biggest things is you, you can have a borrower that has saved enough money to cover the down payment and cover the closing cost. Well, when they move into that home, they don't have any money left. Um, and what if a water heater goes out? They want to, I mean, you're in a new home, you want to get some new furniture or you need new carpet. There's so many different things when it comes to moving into that property. You've now achieved a major accomplishment by purchasing a home. And utilize the down payment assistance program to help make up that difference. Keep some cash in the bank for those emergencies, water heater, uh, changing out the carpet. I mean, whatever may go wrong in that home when you move in, it's unexpected, but if you have cash in that bank, it's going to allow you to be set up to be more successful uh, in that property because when it comes down to, if you need to fix the water heater and replace it or uh, make your mortgage payment, if you don't have enough money in the bank, those are hard decisions to make. And so on our end, education as far as utilizing the down payment to help make up that difference and help keep some money in the bank is definitely a benefit um towards that borrower uh, they may be paying a slightly higher interest rate but they keep the cash in their bank to allow them to be a successful homeowner long term
1: i agree with you that under education seems to be a big problem when it comes to down payment assistance and i actually i want to tweak the last question i asked you a little bit and Say, what are the biggest misconceptions about down payment assistance in your opinion? So when people get educated, what will they they find out that they, they didn't realize before?
2: Yeah. So when they get educated, that they will find out uh really a few things. They'll find out that it is ease of use. We are not going to drag this process out and make it make you miss your closing or have that closing get pushed and ultimately have you miss out on, on the opportunity of purchasing that home. That would be the first one. The second one is uh really these, this product that we have with Arrive Home, this product that we have with Ride Home, uh, we want to make it competitive. We want you to be able to make money on these loans. So, with our rate sheet we publish every day, you'll be able to see the SRP that we're paying. You'll be able to see that it is uh, feasible to make this on the correspondent side of work, that you're not doing this um, for a loss. You're going to be able to make some money on these loans, and you're going to be able to help borrowers that have been told no by previous uh, originators or, or, correspond or, cor- or lenders, um, that they'll be able to now be that lender that is giving that borrower an opportunity to move into a home and start, make, start building that American dream by having their own home that they're not renting. They're actually now vested in the community. They're building the equity into that property and they become, uh, they have pride in that community now because they own the home that they've been working for for years.
1: And I'd be remiss if if I uh, let you go without asking about Arrive Home a little bit. So I, I want to give you the opportunity here to, to talk about your company. What's the latest over at Arrive Home when it comes to helping uh, people with home affordability?
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, as we started this interview, it was Arrive Home, we're always wanting to adapt and provide uh, new products that are going to benefit the community. And so we do have our FHA products uh, that we're very proud of that it, uh, are getting a lot of momentum in the industry right now. And we're seeing a lot of borrowers being helped. But one of the biggest ones that we actually just finished with our beta test is our earned equity program. And this earned equity program, um, we like to look at it as a long-term purchase agreement. Um, And so these are borrowers that traditionally are not able to meet FHA guidelines. It could be they're self-employed. They have a FICO score that pushes them out inside of the FHA limits. But the biggest thing that we're looking at is these borrowers have great rental history. They they make on time payments and they're able to meet their monthly mortgage payment or their monthly rent payment for years. And where this program originated from is one of our managing board members here at Ride Home a few years ago had an opportunity to buy a home in St. Louis. And this home in St. Louis, um, they went in and they rehabbed it. And it wasn't in the most desirable part of town, but this part of town had long-term rental families. These families have been renting in this town, in this location for years. And so we went in, or they went in, and uh, they put the money into the home. They rehabbed it. They had to put a security guard into the home because the appliances kept getting up and walking out of the home every night when the construction workers were leaving. So when the security guard came in, uh, finished the home, and they put it on the market. And within the first weekend, they had over 50 applications to purchase this home. All 50 of those applications came back that they weren't eligible to purchase that home for uh, a variety of reasons, going back back to the education of preparing to purchase a mortgage FICO score, reserves, um, not being able to qualify for traditional FHA financing. And so they did structure an opportunity for these borrowers because they all had one thing in common, and that is they have a very strong rental history of making those on-time payments. And so we went to the drawing board and we came out with our earned equity product. And that product is tailored to close the gap even more for borrowers that are unable to qualify for traditional financing. The big one that this is being used for right now is um, our I-10 borrowers. And these I-10 borrowers are really um, deserving to to purchase homes. And this earned equity program will allow them the opportunity to move into a home. And it is a long-term purchase agreement. And so whether it's an I-10 borrower, a self-employed borrower, Um, someone that is working on rebuilding their credit, if they have a strong rental history and they've got the reserves to be able to show that they can make two months payment. With our earned equity program, what we're asking them to do is come in with the down payment and then cover closing costs. And so you're about 7% in with this product. And these are borrowers that do have cash, but they just don't have that education or that credit history to become that actual approved traditional borrower that can purchase a home and so the way that this works is they will go out and they will find the home they get pre-approved with us they go out and find that home and then we actually through through the means that we have through our governmental entities will purchase that home that borrower or now the renter of that property is working on that long-term purchase agreement but they are now vested in that home they're in the school district that they want to be in they're in the area that they want to raise their family and as they get into a position they then will be able to take over that loan. They can assume it. They can refinance that property into their name uh, or streamlining into other traditional financing options. The biggest thing that separates this program with other programs out there is from day one, these borrowers are building equity in themselves and in that property. It's not a shared equity split that we're taking. We want these borrowers to really receive those benefits. And so every month when they're making their payment, they are paying down principal on that loan. They are making like a traditional mortgage payment and being vested in that location. And this is really something that I see over the next year to two years that's really gonna grow and really start separating the right home as the leader that we wanna be in showing that home ownership can be achievable. And we wanna make that uh, a, a reality for a lot of individuals all the way across the country. And so that's one of the latest things that we have going on over here. We're always thinking outside the box to look for ways to be able to expand home ownership for those borrowers and individuals across the country.
1: Well, Matt, I wish you the best of luck with that. It puts a big smile on my face because it's encouraging to hear that people are going to be able to qualify for homes based on more accurate factors out there rather than traditional underwriting guidelines and people's ability to repay is just as high, even if they, they weren't going to qualify in a traditional sense. Uh, very happy to hear that you're helping out with that process. Thanks for making the time to talk to me today.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Stocks
0: and bonds both fell last week as healthy economic data drove the narrative that the Federal Reserve will keep interest rates higher for longer. The prices stabilized on Friday. After settling Thursday at its highest level since November 2007, the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury yield fell back below 4.3%, but still logged its fifth straight week of higher rates, once again proving that rate prediction should be taken with a grain of salt. The steady rise in yields is making investors nervous because past surges have at times proved destabilizing for markets. With the 10-year yield still well below the level of short-term rates set by the Fed, Some analysts see room for the benchmark rate to keep climbing. Bond yields continued to rise across the board last week, extending an upswing that began nearly three months ago at the beginning of the summer. The latest FOMC minutes, which stressed that additional interest rate hikes might be needed, nudged rates even higher. Investors are still sizing up how rising yields compare with stock market valuations, but the immediate consequences might be more apparent in the housing market. LOs everywhere know that 30-year fixed mortgages, solidly top 7% on the latest developments, marking the highest level seen in more than 20 years. Fed Chair Powell speaks at the end of the week and is expected to highlight some of the progress made in combating inflation, but stay on script with his most recent commentary about the need to stay vigilant. Something Powell leaves enough of a hawkish edge that the door remains open to more rate hikes. Certainly, he's likely to reiterate the Fed's commitment to its 2% inflation target and to push back, implicitly or explicitly, against the degree of rate cuts that markets are pricing for next year. As the Federal Reserve looks to restore its dual mandate of price stability and maximum employment, originators are looking at long-term mortgage rates in the U.S., which reached a two-decade high. The 30-year fixed mortgage rate hit 7.09%, a level not seen since April 2022, crimping both sales and refinance activity. Back then, the average U.S. home price was roughly $187,000 versus $416,000 today. Despite elevated mortgage rates, there is activity amongst potential home buyers, especially in the new home market where builders have been offering seller concessions, rate incentives, and price cuts to move inventory. New home building permits increased in July to a 930,000-unit annual pace. And our market has taken note of troubling data out of China. This adds to the hawkish rhetoric from Federal Reserve officials and has investors rethinking the economic landscape, which led to last week's Treasury route. That route pushed 10-year yields close to their highest point since 2007, and has also spurred a debate over why the bond market has turned dangerous economic activity continues to expand and has led many analysts to shift their outlooks regarding possible contraction. However, monetary policy lags, e.g. the time it takes before central bank tightening fully works through the economy, are longer now. The reasons include fewer variable rates on U.S. debt relative to a few years ago, businesses' reluctance to let go of workers after the pandemic shortages, and the Fed's large balance sheet that currently contains over $8 trillion in assets. If Fed officials think that interest rate hikes are going to impact the economy sooner than they will in actuality, that means the Fed is very likely to keep rates too high for too long, raising the risk of a larger than expected decline in growth and, eventually, inflation. Pricing in futures markets now implies that the first Fed funds rate easing won't come until the spring of 2024. The minutes from the Fed's July meeting echoed those sentiments, as well as noted that upside risks to inflation remain, which would necessitate further tightening. For now, the message may be as important as any action, as interest rate markets resign themselves to adjust to a higher-for-longer mindset. After last week's close with a rally in bond markets due to China debt and financing concerns, this week brings the Kansas City Fed's Jackson Hole Economic Symposium over Thursday to Saturday, with Fed Chair Powell scheduled to speak on Friday. Economic data releases are mostly second-tier, including regional Fed surveys, housing data, durable goods orders, S&P Global PMIs, and Michigan sentiment. Supply consists of the usual T-bills, as well as $16 billion of 20-year bonds, $24 billion of reopened two-year FRNs, and $8 billion of reopened 30-year TIPS. With no economic releases of note scheduled today, we begin the week with agency MBS prices worse than eighth to a quarter, and the 10-year yielding 4.29 after closing last week at 4.25%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I was at the McDonald's drive-thru this morning, and a young lady behind me leaned over on her horn and started mouthing something because I was taking too long to place my order. So when I got to the first window, I paid for her order along with my own. The McDonald's worker must have told her what I'd done, because as soon as I moved up, she leaned out her window and waved to me a mouth. Thank you obviously embarrassed that I had repaid her rudeness with kindness. When I got to the second window, I showed them both receipts and took her food too. Now she has to go back to the end of the line and start all over again. <laughs> Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, PHH Mortgage. For over 30 years, PHH Mortgage has provided industry-leading mortgage services and helped countless homebuyers and homeowners find financing solutions to meet their needs.